1: If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy Sirius XM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of Sirius XM outside the car for free. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone at home and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new Sirius XM streaming subscribers. Sirius XM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
0: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. Dave LaGreca and my tag team partner today, Bully Ray. And we do a show today unlike any show we've ever done in the 11 year history of Busted Open with everything that's going on in our world and everything that happened in the murder of George Floyd. uh, we decided to leave this show open to the Busted Open nation. We want to hear from them. We share emotions, we share stories. And I think this is the show that we needed to do Again, hard to talk about a, a three-hour Monday Night Raw with everything that's going on in the world. So, the nation is our co-host on this very special edition of Busted Open. Today is one of those days that um, got to be honest, bully. It was uh, it was tough, kind of doing. I guess, I guess the best word to describe is our homework for the show today, with with everything that's going on uh, in the world and and and. Obviously, just, I mean, I I can't even put it into words. And it bleeds into our show. Bully, you and I have always been honest with one another. You and I have been always honest with the Busted Open Nation. And it's hard for me to muster up enthusiasm uh, for Monday Night Raw last night when I got to be honest with you, the last thing I was thinking about last night uh, was professional wrestling.
2: First thing I want to do is be very honest with our fan base. And I want to acknowledge that I understand and you understand that our job is to come on here every day, talk about the world of pro wrestling on Tuesdays. We're obviously talking about a three hour Monday night raw. It's our job to analyze, break down, give our opinions, have fun, and maybe, you know, make people forget about everything that's going on in the quote-unquote real world. And I think we've done a pretty damn good job of that since the day uh, COVID hit. And we come on here and we break balls and we have fun and we make people laugh and blah, blah, blah. But man, the past couple of days have been rough. And I think last night it kind of uh finally hit me i know i can speak personally it was very difficult to concentrate on pro wrestling last night and i'm not even going to say raw wwe it could have been anything any company could have been on tv last night and i would have found it difficult to concentrate on it because there's just too much stuff Going on in the real world And when I say the real world I'm not just talking about the United States Things are going on all over the world now That are just commanding my attention There are things that are that are more important to me At least last night Than, you know, uh, than, than pro wrestling So, did I watch? Yes Was I able to fully you know really get into the show no not because of anything that went on in the show it's because of everything else that was going on on every other news channel i mean the i i have friends and family who are legitimately one block away in in certain cities from a lot of the you know the the, the really bad stuff that's going on so that's my honest take you know, you could love me for it. You could hate me for it. That's how I feel. I'm not not how I feel about the situation, but that's how I dealt with the situation last night.
0: Yeah, and 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 listen, we're being perfectly honest because bully. When we, you know, connected this morning uh, to talk about the show and what we were going to get into and what topics we want to talk about, and we were talking about it with Mike and and Gabby about what we thought would kind of generate interest from the busted open nation. It was a difficult conversation. And, you know, bully, we made the decision, let's just be honest, you know, with our listeners. And I, I, I was telling you, I was on the phone with my best friend, my childhood friend, you know, for almost my entire life. And, you know, there's like an internal clock in my head, bully, like, you know, on Mondays at eight o'clock, everything stops, you know, and then, It's I know it's time for me to get into in front of the TV and watch raw, you know, and I'm talking to my to my my best friend, Ellie, and we were just talking about, you know, the stuff that he was going through that we went through in our childhood because, you know, we grew up in in an all like white town and he was just harassed. You know, we were harassed by just by guilt, by association you know, many times of him being, you know, on the, the, the hood of the car and by, you know, by police. And, you know, I'm not here to kind of just throw my, you know, political two cents. I'm just talking about real life situations that he went through in our childhood. And we were talking about that. And the next thing I know, I look up and it's, you know, it's a quarter to 10 at night. And, you know, the I did my best to catch up on Monday Night Raw. But, I mean, these are real life situations. These are things that are going on that. I think for the most part, we have tried to cover up or hide or not deal with. And now we are confronted in a time right now that we have no choice but to deal with these situations. We have to deal with it. And, you know, uh, the racism that's gone on and, and, and now people who are getting hurt and loss of property and loss of life, like these are situations that are going on currently that we have to deal with as, like you said, not only as a country... But a world like it's time that we face it and I- i'm sorry but last night was one of those times that i was dealing with it the best i could the last thing i was thinking about was professional wrestling last night i did watch the show i did my best to take notes but man m- the energy from my body is completely drained bully and it's going to be very very difficult for me to muster up enthusiasm for a show that Honestly, if it wasn't for Gabby sending us the notes this morning, I probably would have forgotten the entire show. Because in the whole scheme of things, it's a good escape, but I don't think we need that right now. I think what we need now is not an escape. You're right, Bully. We have done, I I think, a tremendous job of being that escape for people. But I think that now that it needs to stop. Now we really need to face the music and understand what's going on in our world right now. That's just my Uh, opinion. Dave,
2: I agree. I think what's going on around us right now is the most important things. For us to focus on Not that I don't want to focus on wrestling I really do I love coming on the show And talking about what we watch Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday Anything and everything that goes on Whether it's talking to somebody Who wants to get themselves over on a Monday Or talking about the biggest pay-per-views of the year That's what we love to do That's what we enjoy doing And interacting with the nation Is something that I uh, really enjoy It just it's, it's nearly, It was nearly impossible last night there are, it's not like there's one thing going on in one city. There's, there's many, many cities, Dave, where you live. I'm sure that you have stuff going on right by your house or pretty close to your house. Yes. I mean, it's gotta be hitting really close
0: to home for you. Yeah. I mean, there was, you know, there was a, a a great, just, um, you know, uh, it's a protest that was right on the main avenue which is right down the block from where i live you know excellent like everybody banding together there was no issues there was no problems uh but in a lot of cities we're getting that and 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 a, in a lot of cities it's not safe in a lot of cities bully people have had enough like it, it, you know you can only take so much before it regurgitates and 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 that's what's happening right now and it's a, it's a wake-up call for our nation. It's a wake-up call for our world. And I just I just hope, you know, it's the same thing that I'm sure people prayed about 30 years ago. What people prayed about 100 years ago is that, that people would wake up and have an understanding about all lives. And, you know, like, you know, there is the hashtag Black Lives Matter. And then a lot of people respond with all lives matter. Well, obviously, all lives matter. But don't don't sleep on that statement that black lives matter because, you know, when you've come from a neighborhood like myself and I know from a lot of people, I can honestly say in a lot of areas where I've lived, in a lot of areas, you know, an area where I grew up in, black lives didn't matter. You know, their opinion didn't matter. What they had to say didn't matter. And, you know, yes, all lives matter. But I don't like that as a response because— Honestly, all lives should matter all the time. But specifically, what we're dealing with right now is this statement that black lives matter. Because it does. And for years, for decades, I've seen it with my own eyes. I know people that listen to our show have dealt with it themselves who are black. They, they, Their opinion hasn't mattered, you know. Uh, homes that they wanted to buy they couldn't buy because they were, they were pushed out of a neighborhood or jobs that they deserved they didn't get because they, they, their, their work ethic and, their, and, and what they have done to work their asses off their entire life didn't matter. That's what the statement means. And I, I just I just want people to appreciate. I hope bully, and I don't know if it's ever going to happen because I would have thought that by two thousand and twenty it would be happening. I would love a time. I have a, a child. I have a daughter. I want her to live in a world where every person and their opinion and their voice matters. That's what I, that's what I hope for. And I do see things improving, but not nearly enough. And and listen. This is my opinion. I'm not saying that anybody has to agree with what I have to say. I hope they agree with what I have to say because I want unity in this world. Fuck, bully. We talk about the busted open nation. Our nation of fans, our loyal fans, we we saw them when we had our 10-year anniversary party. You know, we had people that were black and white and Spanish and, and uh, uh, gender fluid and gay. I mean, all those people are under our roof celebrating together and— every we were like one big happy family I, I I wish there would come a time when the world would be like that it, will it ever happen maybe that's a pipe dream by me maybe it will never maybe what what's going on in the world is an example that maybe this is the fucking wake up call i I, I don't know I, I I really don't know but to go back to your point, it was, it was just hard to, to digest a three-hour pro wrestling show because my eyes were wandering, my voice was wandering, the line of communication was not on the USA cable network uh, from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. last night. Um, watching,
2: I see two completely different scenes on my TV and it's really got me scratching my head. Do I agree with the protests? Absolutely. Because what happened to Mr. Floyd was pretty freaking disgusting.
0: Disgusting.
2: Um when I see these peaceful protests, when I see all these people coming together in solidarity using their voices the way they should be, like I <clears throat> it almost does kind of warm my heart to see everybody coming together to do that but then i change the channel and it breaks my heart when it's when i see the rioting and the looting because you know that that's not being done in the memory of mr floyd at all one thing has nothing to do with the other In some way, shape, or form, the, the, the people that are out there doing these, this, this rioting and this looting and the, the, these, all, all of the badness that's out there, I think there's still an opportunity for us to come together, for black and white to come together against this common enemy, which is these people that are trying to take advantage of this horrendous situation. And I wish that would happen. And Dave, I've been saying this for a long time. You know, if I, if I turn on the news, I'm constantly hearing, you know, black versus white, black versus white, black versus white. My entire career was side by side with a black man who I got along famously with. I've had... Traveling the world The interactions that I've had With African Americans Blacks, men, women alike oh You know Nothing but positive But the, the news And the TV tells me That we're not supposed to get along Sometimes And I hate that The other day Me and Velvet were at a doctor's office And we came out of the doctor's office and there was a black lady sitting in the waiting room, complete stranger, don't know her, never crossed paths on God's green earth in our life. And this lady decides to say to Velvet, sweetie, I heard it was your birthday. It's my birthday too. Now Velvet's birthday is today, this this happened yesterday. She said, I heard tomorrow is your birthday. It's my birthday too, I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. I hope you have a great day and God bless you. Here's a 50-year-old black woman, complete stranger, talking to a 38-year-old white woman, complete stranger. With all the badness that's going on in the world, there was a moment of kindness. Why? Just because we're human beings and we're being nice to each other. So when I sit back and I look at that, I go, wow, that's easy. That was easy. Just two people being nice to, you know, two human beings. Forget about a black woman and a white woman. Two human beings being nice to one another. And I just wish there could be more of that.
0: Soccer is a
2: passion that goes beyond the sport. And serious XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game,
0: brings that passion to you.
3: And you believe?
0: episode FC's Panel of Experts take a deep dive into club histories iconic grounds
2: bitter rivalries and so much more there's nothing
0: like a
4: derby day in Manchester
0: new
1: episodes are
0: available weekly by downloading the Pandora app and searching more than a game a tough tuesday to get into pro wrestling and you know, it's it's hard to, to to be that escape that we usually are uh, for the nation. And we're going to we're going to do the best we can, I guess, to just um, talk with 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 our with our nation and, you know, maybe get um, some thoughts. And, and I, I really don't know. I, I really don't have a game plan. So how about you, we
2: have no game plan? I, I, you know how I am, Dave. I'm, I'm all about brutal honesty, okay? We haven't had any days like this in our history together, have we? No. We just just don't know what to say, right? Yeah. We really don't give a shit about pro
0: wrestling today, do we? No, it's 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 hard to, to to have a conversation about pro wrestling today.
2: Okay, so let's just grip it and rip it and talk about whatever the nation wants to talk about. If they want to call in and talk about wrestling, we'll talk about wrestling with them. If not, we'll talk about what's going on in the real world. I think we have that relationship with our fan base now. I think we can talk about the real world. And if if you're you're pissed off at me and Dave because we're not, you know, taking you away from reality
0: for two hours, then so be it. This will be the first time in three and a half years. Yeah, and you know what? Let's talk about it. Like, I think Bully is right. I think the format for today is The Nation. If you want to talk about what's going on in the world, we'll have that conversation because you're our friends and you're our family. If you want to talk about pro wrestling, we'll have that conversation too. I know the, you know, Twitter was uh, buzzing over our conversation with, you know, Charlotte and Sasha from yesterday. I mean, I think you're right, Bully. I think today is just a conversation that we'll have with our family and friends, the Busted Open Nation.
2: You know, to put it in perspective, and, you know, I may get a chuckle out of you and might get a chuckle out of the nation, is I'm kind of so disappointed in the country and depressed about what's going on. I don't even have it in me to break your balls today about the whole uh, Charlotte-Sasha debacle from yesterday.
0: I wouldn't really call it a debacle. And judging from social media, there was actually a lot of people that uh, were on my side about my comments on Charlotte. Seven. You actually counted? I counted. Wow. That's amazing. As far as the comments
2: were concerned, 192 to seven. You actually counted? Every single one so I could come on the show today with ammunition.
0: Are you ready to get to the busted open nation?
2: Yes, but before we go out to the phones, I want to go out on the Twitter machine to Christina in
0: Baltimore.
2: Stay safe out there, sister. We love you.
0: Yep, absolutely. Let's go out to Sam in Cleveland. What's on your mind, Sam? Sam? Sam is Price, not here. I'm them. here, guys. Sorry. I about- It's okay, I'm here. Sam. Okay, what's on your mind, Sam?
5: Okay. So I really appreciate you talking about this. I listen to you guys every day from work because I work in downtown Cleveland. And I'm home right now. That's why I can't call. Because my business is closed. All my windows were busted. You know, this is it's really hard on us. I'm not working right now because we have to, like, downtown Cleveland is closed. So I have to be home with my family because I cannot work because this is really hard on us now. And I appreciate you guys taking the, to- the time to talk about this because sometimes it's more important than pro wrestling. And thank you very much. That's all I want to say.
0: Well, thanks Sam. And, and, and I think that today is that day that we have to have open dialogue. I think open dialogue is important. Um, because that, that, that's why we have the problems that we're having right now is because there hasn't been open dialogue about it. And, and I, and I think, I think it's important. I think it's important with the nation. Let's go out, go ahead, bully, please. Um, that phone call right there for me is all i needed to
2: hear to know that we're doing the right thing today i've never heard sam's voice on the show before he's might he's might have called in on days that i have not been on but i'm on most days Mm -hmm. um to hear that guy call in and just to say thank you for doing something different and i guess that's vindication enough to know that Today, today's two hours will be spent on anything and everything that the nation wants to talk about. And if you don't want to talk about pro wrestling, that's totally fine.
0: Yeah, see, I, and I think, you know, we have that on Fridays. We have like our Falls Count Anywhere Friday where every pro wrestling topic of the week is on the table. I, I think today is everything is on the table for the nation. Like everything is whatever it is that you want to talk about with Bully and I. We We are opening up the phones and we are talking to you. Let's go out to Hojo in Massachusetts. Hojo, what's on your mind, buddy?
6: Hi, fellas. How are we doing today? Uh, I'm a long-time listener, and I want to say thank you for everything you guys do. But my heart is broken right now. My heart is broken because people don't understand the, the difference between police and cops. As a young black male, I was raised by a police officer. And I'm sorry. I'm getting choked up right now. My father taught me the police officer is part of the community. He's there to help you. Now we have these cops out here that run around with authority and a badge and killing every race. This is not a race discussion. And that right now, we're not having riders. We're having a rebellion. I'm sorry, fellas. I'm crying on the phone with you right now because my heart hurts. And thank you
0: again. All right, Hojo, thanks for, for joining us today. And I think, you know, Hojo and, and him being emotional, which is okay to be emotional, because if there was ever a time to be emotional, I think, you know, now's the time to, to show those feelings, Bully.
2: That's, that's all we're here for today. If people just feel the need to get something off their chest and they want to talk to us, hey, man,
0: we're here. That was tough. Um, Let's go out to Eddie in Pittsburgh. Eddie, what's on your mind, buddy?
5: Good morning, fellas. Uh, The United States, this country is born with one birth defect, and that birth defect was racism. Now, Bully, you said you wanted brutal honesty. Racism was created by white America. So it's up to white America to fix the problem that they created. By speaking out not just the athletes, and don't, don't wait for these lame politicians to fix it. It starts at home. Look yourselves in the mirror and say, hey, America was born with racism, slavery that created all this crap, so now we need to fix the problem that we created. Now, these white supremacists that say they're so supreme, if they're so supreme, let them fix the shit okay, being supreme, but they're not. They're the problem. Racism is the problem. That was the birth effect, defect, I should say, I'm sorry, that this country was born with. So the solution is look yourselves in America, white America, in the mirror, and fix the problem that you guys created. I'm sorry, you, but that's just my you, opinion.
2: No, that, that's cool, man. Let me ask you a question. Do you think the problem can just be... <clears throat> Can just be fixed within white America, or don't you think white America and black America need to come together to fix the problem
5: well bullet here, here's here 's the problem here 's the answer to your question. When you recite the alphabet, or when you count from one to ten, you don 't start with b or c, you start with a A is the racism that was created by white America. They need to start to develop a rapport with B, which are the black people—no pun intended—but B, and then that equals the outcome, which would be C. But the only place—the
2: only place—I'm the only place I'm a little—I'm a little, uh, little confused—is is you don't believe that a relationship has been o- over years and years and years trying to be established between Black America and White America?
5: Bully, in all due respect, I'm 69 years old. I've heard the same rhetoric along with everyone else my generation at 69 years old. We've heard the same rhetoric. I've seen the same thing in the 67, 68 riots in Watts, Detroit, all across the, the riots during the Civil Rights Movement when they sicked the dogs out on the African Americans, when Martin Luther King was assassinated. I watched those riots. I watched and heard the, the same lame politicians with the same banner, the same this, the same. But it starts in the hearts of white Americans. And one I mean, thing I played Division oh, One. I played Division One sports. And one thing my high school coach taught me, and I carried it through life. There's one thing he can, you can learn to do things better physically or in the classroom, but one thing you cannot learn or cannot be taught is desire. You have to start with desire. It has to be something from within. You as a professional athlete bully, you know for a fact, without desire, you wouldn't have been where you are. I mean, you can have all the athletic ability, all the brain power, but if you don't have the desire, so take that back to the mirror, take that back to the household, It starts at home with each and every one. You have to have that desire. Now, that desire goes for both sides now, not just whites, but blacks.
0: Eddie, I think that's all I have to say. No, no, Eddie, I I don't want to take up much. No, Eddie, please. This is why we're doing the show like we're doing today, because I agree with Eddie in the fact that. I mean, obviously we want that relationship. We want this relationship to be healthy, but it's, it's obviously that it's not healthy right now. So I agree that it starts at home. It starts with your children. It starts with teaching them the right way, teaching them about respect that you're not better than anybody else because of the color of your skin. And also it starts with people looking in the mirror and saying, what can I do better to help this situation? Hey, I heard of-
5: I heard a great story just a few days ago.
0: Two kids were
5: playing in the playground, one black and one white. They had a little dispute. So the white guy, the white kid went over to his dad and said, hey, I'm having some problems with this kid over there. And so the father said, well, wait a minute. I'm not going to say the black kid. And so the father said to the kid, well, which kid are you talking about? The little five or six-year-old kid said, hey, the kid over there in the blue shirt, The kid didn't see the guy that was black, but he saw the blue shirt. So the point is, kids don't care. It's taught in the homes. That kid could either have gone one or two directions. The father could have said, well, you mean that black guy, the N-word guy? And that's where the kid learns. Or, no, the father didn't do that. The white father said, no, I'm not going to say color. I'm going to say, yeah, okay, maybe that kid in the blue shirt's doing something wrong. Or maybe you and that kid in the blue shirt shouldn't play together. He didn't say maybe you and that black guy shouldn't play together. But that's what I'm talking about. Little things like that.
0: I agree with you, Eddie. Eddie, thank you for the phone call. Thank you for the honesty. And, I don't want to take... Uh, oh, I'm, shit, I'm sorry, Eddie. I didn't mean to let you go. Uh, but I'm so glad that Eddie called us today and, and talked with us today and was honest with us today because that's exactly what we we want this show to be. Boxing, culture,
2: lifestyle, The and Barak Show.
0: Floyd Mayweather, a
5: while back, was kind of discrediting young fighters that are calling Manny out, and that's what Floyd's about. That's why Floyd fought Conor McGregor, because it's business. It's about making the biggest payday all these fighters want to fight each other but there's a reason they call him out manny and you can't blame him especially after the win he had against keith thurman man it's a business man it's prize fighting
4: weekdays from noon
2: till 3 eastern sirius xm fight nation 10156.
0: uh let's go to adam in alabama adam what's on your mind buddy hi guys i just wanted to call
4: and tell y'all thank you for everything that y'all do I actually got XM radio just so I can start listening to you guys live. Today's my first day listening to you guys on live radio, and I want to tell y'all how much I appreciate y'all. What y'all do on the radio?
0: Oh, yeah, we appreciate that, Adam, and 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 thank you, and thank you for for uh, for listening. Thank you for calling. Thank you for subscribing. And you know, obviously, Bully and I wouldn't be on the air if it wasn't uh, for the Busted Open Nation. Um, let's continue with the calls and, and, and bully I've, I've honestly, we've had shows where we get calls and the nation has always been loyal to us, but, um, we actually extended our, our phone call bank today. We usually have six phone lines, bully that we deal with. And today we have nine and all nine, uh, are full with our, with our family. And I want to get right back to them. Let's go to Matt in Georgia. What do you got, Matt?
4: Man, I, I just want to tell you first and foremost, I love y'all. And Bully bully has been all around a couple of things, but I just I got three things going to be quick. One, I grew up in the Old South. I saw the three bathrooms at the gas station and the separate water fountains. And when you're a little kid and you, you drink from the wrong water fountain, you get fussed at and find out their water wasn't even cold. So I've seen it, man. I know, and it makes you sick inside, and that was something that was with our parents. But Racism started in the Old Testament. The, the, the problem we have in America is the apathy, because I, I've seen that happen to my black friends. I, I've been in the car. I've been abused, too. I'm scared of the police. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm, not, I'm not calling them if there's trouble, but it don't mean that I don't love everybody. And the problem we got is we're not teaching our kids that respect, and, and and people don't care. Those other cops should have cared. We should all care for one another. We're never all going to be the same. We shouldn't all be the same. But we should never let it go back to the way it was in the early 70s, and we should not hate each other. There is some force, whether it be media or government, there's somebody whose benefit. And I'm not one of those guys who can tell you who that is, but it's their benefit to keep us each other's throats. And it doesn't have to be. Little kids don't know. Little kids love each other. Little kid gets taught to hate another little kid for some reason. It just don't have to be. But the apathy is the problem. We all have to actually care. And that's it, man. That's all I got to say.
2: Can I ask you a question? What's your first name again? I'm sorry, bud. Matt. Matt, so you, you know, you talked about the two little kids, you know, they have to learn it somewhere. The other day I posted something on social media with, you know, little white baby, little black baby running up and hugging each other. And you, you you know, that's where, you know, that's where, you know, racism is taught. Do you feel that there, that there might be a better job being done at home between, black america and white america trying to cure the problem at home but then once you turn on your television set and once you turn on your social media the the propaganda is completely tearing us apart
4: not only that but but the lack of ex- shared experience we're i was i was just after they put the schools together. and did away with segregation. We have resegregated ourselves again. We 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 are we are regressing as a people. We and, you know I'm, I'm a believer. You know you take you discipline your kids, you teach them right, and you put Jesus in your heart. And if we could just all see Jesus, and we could just all realize what it feels like to have a cop treat you bad. Because, again, I've had it, but not like my brothers have. Not like I've seen firsthand and had to live with. And it eats me up to this day, the things I've seen. It just don't have to be. But if we let them make us fight each other and we all go to two armed camps, that's what's going to happen. And we're going to tear this country apart again. We can still – man, I, I live in a place where you can ride through the country and you can see the Sherman Towers. You can see the chimneys from the houses burned. And, man, I can't get into it. I'm I'm 50. I'm not 150. I can't get into how lost the country was. But I came up through a pretty cool time, 73, 78, 80. But we kind of loved each other. You know, we were all on football teams together. We were all together. And, man, we were better for it. I went to daycare. My, my, My town was probably half and half. And there was still the old racism, they didn't like them people. And you'd be judged I'd be judged by my people for having my black friends and for dating a black girl. And I still don't understand that. The best people I know don't necessarily determine by color. But it's all about not it's all about actually caring. And it's all about understanding that somebody, somewhere, some element, whether it's media, or propaganda, whatever you want to call it, they're actively pushing us to a war and that's, we, we got to stop, man. We got to realize what we're, what, what we're being sold. Man, that's it. That's it. That's oh, all I got. Love y'all. Thanks,
0: Matt, man. Matt, 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 love you, bro. Love you too. I mean, yeah, it's, it is understanding and, and it is, you know, it's in a lot of ways, I'd like to think that we have made ground, but then you see what's happened over the last week. And it's like, wow, maybe in some ways I was blinded and we maybe didn't have a lot of ground. I, you know, you know, bully, you know, we're both around the same age, you know, we've dealt with this We, you know, you know, the early seventies is, it was, is a much different time than 2020. And, you know, we got a phone call earlier about the sixties and you know, there was the the Watt riots and and, and, there, and there, there was assassinations and Martin Luther King being assassinated. And we've, we've seen these things happen. You know, that wasn't that long ago. You know, we're not talking about something that happened 100 years ago. We're talking about something that happened 50 years ago in our country. And, boy, I even remember... I, I remember this like it was yesterday. You, you remember the, the Cosby show, you know, the Bill Cosby, and I'm not getting into Bill Cosby, the man, but you remember the Cosby show, the Huxtables, yes. right?
2: Yes. I remember
0: yes. when I remember when that show started, I remember reading an article about how, how unrealistic the Cosby show was because the father was a doctor and the wife was an attorney. Like... I remember reading that like a black family and the, the 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 and and the husband's a doctor and the wife is is an attorney how is that possible yes the, the people thought that way 35 40 years ago bully like how that's impossible a, a, a black doctor and a black attorney like Yeah, I mean, it sounds silly when you look at it right now in 2020. We're not that far off where people thought that, that that was an impossibility of that happening, that that was unrealistic, that was make-believe on TV because that's not possible. It's, It's, I don't know. I look at what's going on right now, Bully and... The anger that's go- the, just the, the, the hatred and the anger. And it stems from it, it, George Floyd. And, and, Bully, you said it too. It's not just the officer with the knee in the back of neck. It's the other three officers that just stood there and let that happen. How does not one of those officers say, we have to stop this? Stop. He's pleading for his life. Stop. How, how, is, how did that not happen? How? Not one officer. You know, we like to say, well, you know, not every officer is bad." That was four officers together as one. Letting a man die at their feet as he's pleading for his life. And not one of those officers did anything to stop it.
2: And I do understand that it was a white man who did it to a black man. The actual physicality of the white cop putting his knee on the back of the black man's, and I'm not going to call him black man, I'm calling him George Floyd because that's his name. Yes. But the other three cops that stood by and watched, Dave, if, if, if I have my information correct here, not one of them was white. So I understand that we are talking about a, 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 a white cop killing a black man, but there were also other races involved here. Absolutely. And when you come down to it, when you come down to it, I understand that this that people are looking at this as black and white. I get it because it's almost like that that's what we've been taught for so long that it's constantly black versus white. I'm looking at four human beings who killed another human being because that's what it really comes down to, not the pigmentation of your skin, human beings. One human being did the act to another human being while three other human beings stood there and watched. That is, that's the disturbing part to me, especially the three who watched. It wasn't one who watched. Yep. It was three, three other cops. Not one of them had the common decency, not as a white person, not as a Filipino person, not as an Asian person, not as anything else, but not one other human being could say to the other human being, get your knee off of the other human being's neck. That's what it boils down to. Human beings. Not black, white, green, yellow. Nobody nobody thought that this was bad. Nobody thought, like, all right, take your knee off the neck and maybe just put it on the, you know, the top of his back or something. I'm trying to whittle it down to its least common denominator here. You know? Let's let's take race and color and creed and gen, let's take all of that out of it. At the end of the day, what do those four people have in common? They have a heart. They have blood pumping through their veins. They're human beings raised a certain way. One human being killed another human being while three other human beings looked on. I just that one. Especially because, because why they had him there. It's not like Mr. Floyd committed an act of violence on, to anybody, correct?
0: Yeah, as far as I know, no. No.
2: That's where this whole thing becomes very hard to fathom. If I were to sit here and I were to make a case for the cop and say, well, maybe that cop thought that Mr. Floyd was a danger at that moment in time and felt like he, he had to do what he had to do. But the three other schmucks standing around couldn't, like, give, you know, that cop the heads up of, hey, man, l- lay off just a little bit. Hey, you know what? Take your knee off of his neck. We'll hold him
0: down. I just take it easy. Take it easy. Like, one of them going yeah. up and just saying, take yeah. it easy, man. Look what you're and doing. You think take that- it easy.
2: And you would think that when the EMT came over or, or the medic or whoever it was to check his pulse, that that's when the cop would, might, might have said to himself, hey, let me lay you off for a second.
5: And, and this is not
2: me ganging up on cops because as we know, not all cops are bad. There's bad apples no matter where you go in society. You know, there, there is the, you know, I saw a picture on social media and, I, and I've seen it make, make its rounds before, Dave. It's not like anything, you know, that's unique to this whole situation. Not all African Americans are criminals. Not all whites are racist. Not all cops are bad. Ignorance comes in all colors. And I think that's what's going on here ignorance. I think it's also a lack of respect, a lack of caring, a lack of love. Just plain out not giving a fuck about one another sometimes.
0: We've kind of made the nation a host, and I know Bully and I have shared a lot of story, a lot of emotions. Somebody who's a huge part of this show and somebody that's called in that wants to definitely talk about it. I know he's been very, very active in the community and with protest as well, and that's our very own brother, and that's Mark Henry. Mark, good morning, man.
3: Good morning, guys. I mean, I don't don't want it to sound like a funeral. I don't want it to sound like... um, like as somber as it is, because we're, we're going to come up with solutions. You know, every time that I come on the show and we're discussing and wrestling, which we love so much, and that it has brought us together as brothers, um, I always say, let's stick to the facts and let's find a solution. Let's don't complain. Uh, complaining is useless. It's finding a solution. I, I have one solution. The first solution is, as it relates to the police, which I have a good relationship with. I've given to so many uh, police charities and firemen charities I can't mention, and nor should I. But the solution that I have is police sometimes have a, and I say sometimes, have a judge, jury, and executioner Uh, type of mentality. Well, as it relates to that, their job is actually a peace officer. On the side of their cars, it says to protect and serve. And in order for that to come to fruition, it's got to be, it's got to start at the top. From now on, from today forward. This announcement is going to have to be made over every news channel. It's a directive straight from the top, the highest office that there is on earth. Every policeman has the right tonight or ask for help from civilians. and if a civilian asks officer, "Can I help you with this situation?" he should say "Yes. can you record this? Can you?" uh, help talk to this man. I, I I don't want it to get violent or physical, like help me help him. That's, that's the solution, uh, as it relates to the police. Now, when you start talking about systems and infrastructures that have been set since the beginning of time, um, white privilege is a, uh, indeed a, a real thing. Like I'm, I'm telling you right now. I, I've I've been in situations and around people that are so powerful that if they snap their fingers, the lights will go out. But that being said, <clears throat> sometimes that power can be abused, and people don't want to relinquish that power. So why would I let this black guy, Hispanic guy, Asian guy, Indian guy? man of another ethnicity come into the into the power that I have because he might not be so lenient. He might do something bad to me. That's the mentality. Like, the reasons that American Indians, the reason that African Americans um, that were slaves that came to this country had the problems that they've had is because they were not a a warrior. There's been warriors. Everybody's got the warrior mentality to protect their own, but we're not conquerors. We're not trying to go around the world and conquer. So that you think that the same thing is going to happen. And that's not the way it is. Like we're loving people overall. And I think that the, you know, the guy came on and started talking about love and, like uh, I posted that little video of, of of me and the two kids running to each other, and said, "That's me and Bully when nobody's watching." Hmm. Like, th- there's love there. Yep. And yep. I think that more people got to realize that love will conquer all if everybody speaks up. Don't allow your friends to talk to tell you that black joke or. I don't know if I want them around my kids. I'm going to tell you, and you, you know, there were some stories told. I moved out of the neighborhood that I lived in because one of my neighbors, three houses down, saw me and my wife come in a sushi restaurant and say, Mark, what are y'all doing here? They don't serve fried chicken. This is me. Huh. So if, it, if I'm getting it, what do you think the guy that? Nobody knows Gets. How about the next door neighbor? Best friends with the people across the street. They have their little girl over. And the little girl tells my daughter, she don't like her ugly brown skin. That's taught. That's in the home. I had to move out of that neighborhood because something bad was going to happen. I have more restraint than probably anybody that, you know, it was very hard for me during that time. And the, the reason that this uprising is happening is because it's been held in so long. And these young, this younger generation of people, as much as we talk about them uh, being um, not focused on, on the things that matter, these this younger generation don't take as much shit as we did. And they're going to fight back. They're going to rebel. And, and, and rebellion is not the same as the looters. Don't think for one second that when you see black, it translates into looter. All you got to do is look at the videos and you see who's looting everybody. And those are questionable judgment, having people greedy, selfish, ignorant people that are doing that. They're making the whole movement look bad. I went out and marched, and I had all the people saying, why are you doing that, man? You're going to get hurt. Get out of there. No, God got me. If I don't stand up now, then there's no use to ever standing up. you, You have to stand up. And I'm not saying this for black people. I'm saying this for all people. Stand up everybody that you know and love and respect. And I'm not going to preach. I just want to let everybody know how I feel and what I've been through. There there are interlopers out there. I see the guys handing out money asking these young kids to go bust windows out and throw bricks and and do stuff. The right wing, the Nazi, the Klan, all of that stuff, it exists. It's real. If, if if African-Americans did half the shit that the neo-Nazi parties and all of those people did, this uprising would have happened a long time ago. If it's going to stop, it's going to have to start at the top. I'm not a political guy. People get mad at me. People got mad at Michael Jordan for all those years of him never speaking up and saying anything political. There's a reason that people don't stand up politically. I believe political systems are necessary, but the power has got to be distributed equally and people have got to be put in check. And there needs to be committees of people watching the committee (laughs) because one man can be corrupted. You're not going to corrupt a hundred people. And you say, well, all those people, nobody, everybody's not going to agree. The one thing that I think universally, if you put everybody in a room together, that they will agree is that one person shouldn't have all the power. That's that's universally what I think will come out of it. I think that, you know, that's that's what it is, guys. We got to stand up. We got to love each other. We got to respect each other. But we got to admit that we have a problem. And I've been bullying bully Devon they, their story is one of 10 billion stories. That's 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 the way it is. We have got to fix this. And I love and respect the nation, everybody calling in. Um, man, I have three really good friends of mine that are police officers. I'm scared to death for them. I'm praying for them every day but for grace because I think something is going to happen to them. So I have friends on both sides and I just want everybody to be safe. And if you see somebody doing something wrong, Hey, it's a collective. We're responsible for each other. Police, are our own police and police, are our own brothers. And I'm done with it.
0: Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you calling in, man. Love you.
3: Love you too, man. Like y'all, y'all doing God's work, man. Y'all doing the work for humanity and, This is the best show that has ever been done uh, on Busted Open because it it just validates the fact that wrestling has brought people together and it's almost stronger than family.
0: Well, we are family. And, Mark, thank you for calling in, man.
2: I just want to say, you know, thank you also for calling in. And you know how I feel uh, feel about things. You know how I feel about you. And when you... Just mentioned, you know, you said me and Devon are uh, a one story and 10 billion stories. You do mean that in a positive way, correct? About the relationship yeah, that a black man and a white man have can have together and how positive it can be, correct?
3: Yes, you are okay. the example of what everybody should aspire to be. Man, i die for my people. I'm willing. And, and there are a lot of people that have that same philosophy right now. So and
2: I, I think you and, being an onlooker. People, I'm sorry, yeah. To... Yeah.
3: Like, make sure that that everybody is not. You know, I just want people to to get the right shake. I don't. I don't want the negativity to surround everything. I want there's some positivity. There's people out there doing good work, man. I mean, when when there was in one at one point during the uh, the protest. My kids, somebody started saying they're shooting and they weren't shooting. It was those assholes that we all know doing something stupid to cause anarchy. And it was a white woman that grabbed my daughter and son and pushed them against the wall and said, y'all stand behind me and let these people run. There's love on both sides. Like, Mark, so, I do want to uh, ask you a
2: question I want to ask you a question about George Floyd's brother Because maybe you can help me understand this And a lot of other people understand this Are we so far gone In this entire situation That when even George Floyd's brother And his family Come out and say we, Everybody needs to chill out We're going about things The wrong way There's a right way to do this like, I would think once that voice has been heard, people would kind of stop being so violent and the looters and the rioters, that would stop. Are we, do you feel like this situation is so far gone that even those voices aren't being listened to right now?
3: You know, I think that that's a good point. And it's a, it's a good stance to take as far as the violence and the looting and the... The negativity that you're associating with his name, uh, but it's when you say far gone I don't mean. I don't think that you mean that it's a foregone conclusion that people are going to keep doing what they're doing. The, the The protesting should not stop. Correct. It's the it's the it's the looting and the rioting that should stop. Correct. And you know, rioting is not something that. Um, that that I'm a part of. I, I'm I'm not I'm not that guy. I, I don't want anarchy. I don't want trouble. I want positive understanding, and I want people to sit down. Now that the attention is being gotten, the attention of the world has been gotten already. Now it's time. Okay, we got everybody's got attention. Listen, this is this is what needs to be done. Start making the demands. Start making the. Not not even so much demand. Start making the request for what needs to be changed. When you're angry, you use words like demand and, you know, you're you're fired up. And I'm fired up. And if I'm fired up, what do you think all of these young uh, millennial-type kids who can be led and they're willing to die, how do you think they feel? So... Um, I don't want to be the guy that's yelling from the roof, angry, pointing a gun at people. I want to be the guy sitting in the office saying, OK, then that's that's not good enough. How about this? And we communicate. That's what I want. I, I want communication.
0: But I, I think you would agree, though, Mark, that there, there needed to be a wake-up call, and I'm not condoning violence in any way, but I, I, I think like the, the quiet protest, and when I mean quiet protest, I'm just talking about the protest that we've seen for decades and decades that people didn't notice, that people put a blind eye to. I think there needed to be this wake-up call for people to finally realize that, you know what, people aren't going to take this anymore. Then you know, right. like yeah, you know, like stay down. You know what I'm saying? they for for uh, hundreds of years, they've you know this country has tried to keep a completely you know a, a complete race of people down. I think this was the way of saying we're we're not going to stay in this prone position anymore. Like enough is enough.
3: But it's the fear. It's, it's the fear mongering, Dave. Like the people that are are running some of these. Organizations, especially these these uh, hate filled organizations, they're telling the common white American fam- family, "Hey, if you allow these black people in, they're going to take over, and then they're going to put their foot on your throat." That's not the way it is. We're not those people. We're not. There there are there are ignorant people in every society, in every race, that have to be policed, but. For the, for the grand majority, I can honestly say that I've not experienced that from the people that I know and love. And the ones that are that way, and we know Bully knows them. Dave, you know them. Deli knows who's, who's the, the, the element not to have around you and your family. We know who's who. So why shouldn't we police our own neighborhoods like that? I guarantee you, I live in a a one-way-in, one-way-out community. The people that drive fast in my neighborhood, I know they don't live here. And I've got in my car, and I've followed people and said, hey, my kids play here. My neighbor's kids play here. Please don't drive so fast. We have to do it. You know the guy that I am. How can how can we how can we not listen to that? And I'm not just saying that patting myself on the back. I'm for right. I'm not for race. And that's the way everybody should be should, should be for right. My daughter is one of probably 20 kids in this private school. Black kids in this private school, and maybe one of one that has a black mom and a black dad by birth. This, this people want to do well and people want to help the situation. But ask me as it relates to, you know, you, you can ask me, it's okay. Hey man, I adopted a black kid. Like, I think they need to know you. You're right. They do. Not that they don't need to know everybody else, but they need to know me. And they need to know people like me. And I can introduce you to white, black, Spanish, Indian that are all like me. That's what I'm going to have around my kids, guys. I'm not going to have people that are going to teach my kids negativity and, and hate. We got to do this through our own communities first. And then we got to branch out and try to take the the rest of the nation and make everybody feel that kind of love. That's just what it is.
0: Well, Mark, I'm glad you're spreading that word of love, and hopefully we'll find some love. You know, hopefully uh, tomorrow will be another day, and we'll see some positivity come out of this. Uh, this has been a wake-up call for the world, and I'm hopefully we'll be better on the other side. Mark, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate thank you. Thank you, man. Love y'all.